what's going on, everybody? Welcome to No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated, well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> not Sometimes not as dedicated as maybe we should be. Fast and Furious Podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. I'm Daryl Wong. And our guest today... Jess Gray. Jess Gray is in Jess the Gray. Jess, I was going to introduce you, and I promise this time I did remember your last name. Amazing. Yeah. So, well, I'm kind of an, ama- I'm an amazing guy. He's an amazing guy. <laughs> he's, he's an amazing guy. Um, so, a little bit about what's going on with us. We're trying to organize a little bit of a sort of a family tune-in, watch-along Fast and Furious semi-marathon, <clears throat> and while that's going on, we're going to be taking a look at some of the other Tuniverse properties, including the recent release of 2020's Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. Uh, Daryl, you watched this movie yesterday, did you not? I did. Jess was there, we watched it, and, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, Jess, why don't you lay it out? I actually, yeah. Jess, why don't you lay it out for us? What happened during this movie? Yeah, give us a little synopsis. Give uh, us a little synopsis. Let's see. Uh, mm. <laughs> Before you start, spoilers for Bloodshot. Hell yeah. Please continue. Okay. Um, so yeah, Vin Diesel is a person who's strong and uses semi-automatic weapons. and <laughs> That's what he calls his arms. <laughs> Uh, And he becomes a cyborg and saves the world from himself, Mm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. That's a very poetical way to put it. (laughs) Uh, So we're led to believe Mr. Military Spec Ops Vin Diesel, whose name... I, you couldn't pay me a jillion dollars to produce yeah. right now. Awesome. <laughs> Gilligan, Gallagher, Ganahan. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> Frank. Um, he, okay, so he, we're led to believe he dies in a military operation, brought back to life by a secret military contractor who's making advanced Cybertronic soldiers, mm-hmm. right? Augmented the, soldiers. He goes rogue on that organization and goes out to get revenge on the guy who killed his wife. And or killed. so he's told. Mm. Or so he's told. <laughs> his special because, power. Yep. His special power is that he has super nanotech blood that allows him, one, to connect to the um, secret uh, information or the worldwide information database and also yep. gives him... Um, healing abilities and super strength. Yeah. Yep. Have we seen that uh, archetype before? Wolverine. Um, there we go. Minus the internet yeah. connection. Got it. He's like a five. What? He's like a five G. It's like Wolverine in the Matrix. Oh, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a super Wolverine. Yeah. And um, he, so he goes out to kill the guy who kills his wife. Kills him. Wakes up. And um, the cyber turns out the Cybertronic Advanced Warfare Contractor ha- is like implanting memories in him to get him to kill specific people, basically. Mm-hmm. So the the guy who killed his wife didn't actually kill his wife; it was just like a weird dream that he was implanted with, so that he would go after that guy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of like Minority Report too? Minority Report. Oh, like a precog situation. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of, but a minority, 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 minority. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least Mononkety you report he sees visions. There's like the the weird sirens, and they like show him visions of like the precog crimes that are going to happen. But those mm-hmm. are like real, I think. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So that's basically what happens. And then, like, obviously, he wakes up to the fact that that's going on. I- Ilya Ilya Gonzalez. Do we know mm-hmm. her name? Is that it? Uh, um, I think. Yeah. She plays um, 
lung implant water karate lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect way to describe her. A perfect way to describe her. Lung implant water karate. Um, and she sort of wakes him up to the fact. She sort of betrays her bosses. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, and wakes him up to the fact that he's being used, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so, Jess, I just, I just want to get a baseline from you. A non... I mean, is this your typical kind of movie, basically? I do like action movies. Um, okay. I actually would say that I would rate Fast and Furious way higher than this one. At, um, yeah, as would I. <laughs> uh, I. I mean, in theory, yeah. I like action movies. I like sci-fi shit. I like... Um, I don't know. Futuristic technology solutions to mass world issues etc but yeah i feel like this was a bit of a mess <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah it was not i mean it weirdly like the movie had me for the first 45 50 minutes it also had daryl <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. What? What? You had a forty-five, and then what happened for you? Okay, and then he like woke up, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first sequence where he goes to kill the guy who kills his wife, theoretically. Like the f- is awesome, mm-hmm. right? And like he, the flower scene is amazing. Where he like goes and he blocks off. Okay, for listeners, oh, he right, blocks right. off a tunnel by crashing a truck filled with flour. Apparently, <laughs> just like loose flour. Coronavirus quarantine supply gets interrupted by no bread, cyborg. guys. We're out. Yeah, no bread. Also, weirdly, like they, I think they just filled up the truck like an oil tanker uh-huh. <laughs> full, yeah. of, full of flour. It didn't seem to me like and there like was any wood chips on the floor or something, yeah. which was weird. <laughs> it got instantly baked in the air and turned into crusty bread. <laughs> right, croutons <gasps> everywhere. Well, here's the other thing about that. Like, the Great Chicago Fire was started in a bakery mm-hmm. because flour is very flammable, and they had you the shoots where I the flour came down. I thought about it. I was like, oh, I guess, you know, flour just must not be combustible. But It's extremely <laughs> combustible. <laughs> oh, science. And they're like lighting flares in there. I mean, that whole tunnel is a tinderbox, basically. Yeah. And like the, the, I think the physics of that don't quite pan out. I'd be really interested to know what they... Used Actually used, yeah. As flour. Mm-hmm. Chickpea flour. Um, because the other thing is, like, he comes out and he's, like, perfectly deflowered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's relevant. We'll come back to that. We will come, <laughs> we will come back to that. Um, but he, like, can you imagine, Daryl, I just want, I want to put you in the mindset of Vin Diesel in this scene. Right? Just like imagine you're transported into his bloodshot body. You're getting riddled with bullets, but your skin's healing up fine. But like it's hard activity, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're working your ass off and you're sweating. You're sweating and the sweat that you produce and the dusty flour all over your skin like makes a hard doughy crust all, all around Ugh. you. You know, like Instantly, that seems to me like what would happen. Right. Instantly becomes yeah. chalky, sticky, gluey substance all over your body. Horrible yeah. substance like that all stuff, over your body. That stuff is crazy. Like it'll take down a brand new Scotch Bright sponge, like a nice yeah. brand name oh. one. Get a little toast. bit of dough on there. It's just boom. Toast. It's this toast. Is, this is real life experience as of no, two days ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys been making some bread? Yeah, I made a focaccia, and I yeah. destroyed Ooh, a sponge. Ooh, focaccia. <laughs> Did you make the biga? The what? The biga? Isn't that what it's called? Biga? Biga? I have no idea. To start, the starter? At, like, oh, no. I just made oh. the dough. There's no egg in it. Um, it's just water. No egg. 
Yeah. A just... vegan focaccia. Vegan <laughs> focaccia. Actually, does Starter have egg? I guess I assumed that it did, but it might not. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just mostly flour and water. And focaccia... When I made a focaccia, I made a... I think it's called a biga. I'm going to look this up. B-I-G-A. Um, and it's like a weird... It's a yeast-based Italian starter. It's not like a sourdough where it's just flour and water. Biga. Yeah. B-I-G-A. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Um, All right. So here's, here's my take on this movie. One. Yes. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's pivot from focaccia. Here's my Recipe will follow the episode. <laughs> yeah. It won't. We're not going to do that work. No, just FYI. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Here's my take. I like the movie. I have to say, though, the worst part about it is one. Yes. Vin Diesel. He's just. Yes. He's the main character. Terrible. He's not the right person for the role. No. And along with him being the worst person to play the main character in this movie, he brings along with him uh, like all of the rehashed concepts from the Fast and the Furious series, mm-hmm. right? Like the "I'm always going to come home." Like let's go attack the convoy. Um, vintage cars better than because they have no electronics. Because like in this movie in particular, um, Bloodshot is God's eye. Like. Yeah. He takes all the nanobots. Yeah, they can, like, like track him. Exactly. Like, it's the whole... He just... The, the worst part of this movie is that they rehash concepts that we've already seen. Like, the only people yeah. that are going to watch this movie to begin with are people who have probably seen most of Vin Diesel's movies, you know? So... Right. I think that is really the most difficult part of it. And once you can get over that, which I definitely did... The rest of the movie is awesome because I, I think like I want to give a shout out because I think the um, I think the CGI in this super sick, especially in the elevator in the elevator scene. No man, yes. that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> I was just like, are we, uh, like the movie was fine. Like I had an, a fine, enjoyable time, and I was glad it was over when it was over. <laughs> right? Like I think those two things are can cohabitate but like the one where i honestly really truly like once they started falling down that elevator shaft and like punching each other with their scorpion arms and shit Mm -hmm. i was just like all right i'm pretty done with this (laughs) this is not for me anymore so when i when i think about that scene though i think about like old that old spider-man movie with um toby wire and doc ock and right Mm -hmm. i I remember the spider-man movies in sort of their whole the all of the spider-man movies sort of to me have the worst cgi and to me like when i'm watching like the crazy like oh this is definitely sort of like in a yeah this is definitely a made-up scene like everything i'm watching on screen is not real when I, right. when I look at this one, at least, I'm just like, looks pretty good, though. You know? Like, <laughs> I can see Vin Diesel's face. I can see uh, Gum Tour over here. Yeah. And, like, stuff is moving. And stuff sort of, like, makes sense. Like, the physics of it, like, look pretty believable. And I thought... Jess, at what point in the movie did you check out? Because <laughs> I know it happened. Um... What point in the movie were like, I gotta do a thing in the kitchen... <laughs> I gotta like write. I, let me go get my book. I can write a little bit. Like, think, what point did you stop paying attention and start like doing other? I know stuff? exactly where it was, but it was a super yeah. mundane part of the movie, so I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to describe it. But essentially, when yeah. they like, like a little bit after he like wakes up for the first time, and they're like in the lab, I guess, and like showing him like the breadth of their technology, and the lady is in this like skin tight like white top that's mm-hmm. you know just all about her curves and yep she, i noticed at one point i would have to re, i would have to look at it again to double check but it seemed like there was a mismatch in terms of like the shots lining up incorrectly like they're mm-hmm. on the floor then they pan and all of a sudden she's already up on the platform but they're downstairs and then the oh. next pan is they're all up on the platform and i was like okay so everything that i already hate about this movie plus this like i'm I gotta go do something in the kitchen. Right. But. Right. I don't know. I did feel like they spent a long time talking about the nanotech. Mm -hmm. Right? Like having discussions about the technology. When, like, we get it. (laughs) You know? Like, 
I've seen the I got it before. right away, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, 20 years ago. People. Yeah, I got it. Totally Honey, no problem. Yeah. I'm 100% on board with you. You don't have to spend 20 minutes of exposition discussing like the intricate augmentations that each person got. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like we totally watched... Totally on board. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's like, boom, nanotech, got it. Watch that in like got the it. third grade. Like, boom, mm-hmm. I got it. You can make people really small and they can do stuff in there. Good. Got yep. it. Done. Okay, there's some variation. She's got gills. Mm-hmm. He's got a you know, <laughs> spine. All the other, good. The other guy is a GoPro person. They're just like, all right, let's make the GoPro <laughs> yeah. into a superhero. <laughs> the GoPro guy I love. In, hey, in, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey guys, Justin here with another video. Make sure um, to mash that subscribe button. <laughs> thumbs if you loved it. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, one, I got it. Two, I feel like if I was one of the other guys, I'd be like, and Vin Diesel showed up, and they injected him with nanotech, and like he could self-heal. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, Why would give me I think that, that please. I could defeat it? Yeah. I definitely wouldn't be suiting up all confident with my like right. dinky <laughs> metal arms, you know? I'd be like, I'm gonna go kick this invincible guy's ass. Right. <laughs> also, you 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 think that if the nanotech worked to regenerate body, can't you just like mm-hmm. boom hit the guy with no legs with the regeneration and maybe his legs will come back? Is mm-hmm. that I don't know. Maybe that's too much of a stretch for the uh, We didn't quite understand how the whole DNA stuff works yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and like obviously guy pierce who's the leader of the um you know conglomerate or whatever the the startup yeah well-funded startup um he has like a you can see like a very early sort of prototype arm mm-hmm. prosthetic that's like so you can sort of see the progress. I get what they're mm. doing, like design wise, they're trying to like progress the the narrative of the technology. That makes sense. I just think like it might, you know, I I don't know if there was a line in there as to why Vin Diesel is the one it worked on. Like there's something about the mouse where the mouse dies, but Vin Diesel doesn't die, and they try to explain like he's a unique person mm. with this, but. That, I felt like, wasn't... That would have been more informative and, like, better exposition than just, like, showing us all the different types of tech, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like we're led to believe, like... Yeah, I feel like I missed that part of it, too, like, why he is, like, the perfect candidate. And, mm-hmm. like, we're led to believe with the rest of the movie that it's only his commitment to revenge yeah. that makes him sort of and the like, best. lack lack of, like mortality like fear of death mm-hmm. kind of thing like he's kind of oh he's not afraid yeah not afraid to uh. die. <laughs> life's about knowing what's coming <laughs> a no quarter fear. mile at a time no fear which no fear. actually brings me back to my whole video game theory now that i'm playing video games all the time okay because i've noticed first of all when... before you launch in what are you playing these days Strictly Fortnite. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Yeah. Please continue. Um, the whole, like, I noticed that my, like, my gaming skills, I don't even know how to talk about this shit, but, like, I, mm-hmm. I got better as soon as I wasn't afraid of the bad guys, as soon as I wasn't afraid of dying and mm-hmm. resetting, and, like, I just kind of, like, didn't preserve the actual like singular game experience or like have that much right. sentimental value for it. Cause I was just like, no, just keep going, just keep going. You got to win and you keep restarting. And I right. think that that kind of ties into the undertones that I took note of watching the movie, which are like very, I don't know. It, it seems, I don't know. So I don't know anything about the gaming industry, but I remember when I was a kid and like Nintendo's and stuff came out and like first point or first person shooters came out and, you know, even like as a kid realizing like, oh my God, like why do the women or like, why are they dressed this way? Why are their boobs so big? Like why are they half mm-hmm. naked and wielding weapons? And what is this, what is, what is this fig? Like, you know, it's just like kind of weird as like a little girl to see and right. like understand. And then to kind of, so like my assumption would be that that was probably 
I, w- I would imagine the gaming industry has become better over time. Like, I think that that might be solely a 90s thing, but maybe I'm wrong. Eh, I don't know. I'm not... I mean, I play a video game here and there, but, like, I'm not at, I'm not tuned in enough to know how the video game industry is addressing that yeah. query. Yeah. But so, I guess, like, maybe what I'm trying to say is, like, that's kind of the only reference point that I have, but my, my mm-hmm. like, main point is that the whole movie just seemed like a very, like, innuendo undertone, like, over-sexualized, um, like, damsel in distress type of environment but that that's vin right like in my, i don't know that i've ever seen i don't this know if it though. is i don't know if it is but that's fucking him being like mm. eh, we gotta do it this way mm. like he i just feel like he positions himself in this role of like this hyper masculine um like beefcake right but do you like, think would do you think that he would ever identify that as fantasy as like the genre, yes, yeah, like, probably. So I feel like yes, and I think that this—I mean, this falls into fantasy. But I think, like, uh, Vince, yeah, the Bloodshot character also has a contrast in this movie, which is the gum chewing, like, robot foot guy, right? Who is characterized as like the hyper militaristic, like, I'm going to mm-hmm. do the orders, like, for some, yeah, like we—it's we, laid out such that. Bloodshot is the, um, uh, he's the hero, but he is not sort of like the most extreme version of like the what like mas- the masculine hero. Yeah, yeah. And but I, I think to the sci-fi sort of like fantasy point of it, as far as how the women are portrayed, I think one of the things that sort of stood out to me as I was researching it. So, so Tallulah Riley, who plays Gina. Um, Bloodshot's mm-hmm. wife in this movie yep. Um, yep. is I was like, how did I recognize her? It's like, <laughs> oh, she is the former wife of Elon Musk, but also, oh. yeah, but also, um, but that was fun, right, right. Um, but also, like her roles, um, she com- she comes from she had a role in Westworld. That's what I wanted to talk about next, and Westworld. Inception, uh-huh. yeah. and I feel like if yeah, as far as like continuing the sort of like sci-fi element and sort of like how does this how does what does this profile look like over time with like women in sci-fi movies i thought it was very interesting with this we're just like oh like we're not choosing random people we're choosing people who have been in sci-fi movies before and i think that's what makes this feel video gamey and feel like oh like i've seen this before in a way that like is different from when we watch Fast and Furious movies, like there's overlap mm-hmm. of characters, but this one has a, a feel to vibe. it yeah. with the people, and I think that's intentional. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that's also partly Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Like people, act, actors and actresses can sort of get stuck in a genre, basically, you know, and like not that they don't have range and that they're they don't have the looks for it or something else or the you know ability for something else but like people can get stuck in a genre basically and like be the like oh here's my go-to sci-fi you know female lead or female antagonist or whatever you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um and and that audience because honestly like producers want to produce things or uh, studios a lot of times want to produce things that audiences are comfortable with Mm. Right, so like, if audiences have, have responded to a person in a type of role, they're gonna look for other types of role in a similar vein that audiences they think will also respond to, right? And like to feed into audience comfort. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I didn't know. I mean, I've watched Westworld. I guess I didn't really recognize Tallulah Riley. Um, she has an incredibly minimal role to mm. me in this movie, right? She, like, fucks Vin Diesel and then has oh. one scene where she's, like... That, sorry, uh, that just made me think about the whole, like, they're, like the whole porn genre that's, like, gamer-focused, you know? Like, that whole scene, like, that opening scene, the movie starts, and it's, like, oh, this is where this is going. Right. It's, like, just... Yeah, it's, like, a gross sex scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like gross. I mean, but I don't know if it's gross because it's hyper, like, because it's done from sort of a patriarchal point of view, or it's done from like a hypersexualized point of view, or whatever. Or it's gross because like Vin Diesel is a is like <laughs> weird and unattractive person. I think yeah. all right? of like, those things combined. <laughs> very uncomfortable. It's all that, but also like to me, like I, I was disgusted because it was a rehash scene. Like there, I feel like that scene in particular was trying to like uh, go back to like original Triple X movie where like Vin Diesel's mm. like really cool and buff and like whatever sleeping with ladies in some sort of uh, Russian castle or something. And I was like, oh, okay, like you're not that young anymore, and like you don't need to do that. We've already seen you do this scene, but Ben. Right, 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 right. Also, I just feel like he's trying to recapture. Vin Diesel is like the great is like Jay Gatsby. He's just trying to recapture the past, mm-hmm. right? His whole life, he was like, I feel like he just walks around all day being like, there was this moment in two thousand four that was like, oh, so good, <laughs> so good. It was so, so fucking sick. great. You remember and all I want to do is that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and and so, like, I, that's why I feel like he makes movies that feel like they belong in 2004. Like, mm-hmm. where there is this sort of hyper-sexualized, hyper-masculine, like, action, like, blah, 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 you know, kind of shit. It's, it's him. He's a beefcake. He gets the girl... He shoots the bad guy, you know. He does the stunts. He is like the end all be all of the fran- of the film too. And I think that leads to some of his contention in the Fast and Furious franchise, where he, you know, sensed he was losing that thread hmm. in that franchise. Right? He sensed that like this ensemble was sort of becoming bigger than him, right? And he was sort of losing his grip on where the franchise was going and what it meant to him specifically not that he's right in this i'm just saying that maybe this is how he was feeling about mm-hmm. it so um you know man i just i if vin if you're listening <laughs> like, you got to you got to like you know there's some things that the past is just going to hold on to forever mm-hmm. you know and you got to let go basically Whatever you got coming out next, we're still gonna watch it. We're still very I'm gonna watch interested. the fuck out of it, but I'm gonna watch the fuck out of the next thing you got, but like Yeah. Yeah. Feel free, have that freedom to change it up. And I think you've arrived at that point where you're where you can do that and you should sort of find it find the confidence in yourself to make that next step. Don't worry about all the old stuff. Yeah. I I will I like I I I don't have any other um, person to compare Vin to in my life because he is a movie star with whom I'm I, like I'm with him for life but I don't like him very much <laughs> and I don't think he's good and I don't think I enjoy watching him on screen yeah. but I'm I will watch everything he's he'll be, ever be in yeah. for my for the rest of my life I do think, I think maybe there might be a moment when Vin is 70 years old where he gets a fucking role that he just, you know what I mean? Like it's, he's, I don't know, some drama where he, he has to play a cancer patient or some shit. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like some small, beautiful movie and he just, and everybody's sort of forgotten about Vin and he comes back and he's just like, hey, what's up? I'm Vin Diesel. And I'm like, remember? I can act. Uh-huh. I'm, that's my dream. That's my yeah. fantasy. Ugh. That'd be I hope so he good. hasn't thrown out all of his like Von Dutch clothing either. And he like continues to wear it. <laughs> his, okay, Isn't that what, what it's those? called? What? The Von Dutch clothing or whatever. When was he seen wearing Von is. Dutch clothing? I don't. I feel like that's what he wears in all the Fast and Furious movies. No, Von Dutch clothing is like, um, that's like Abercrombie and Fitch era, but like trashier. He just wears like white t-shirts and like boots and jeans. Yeah. He wears hmm. the only clothes he can fit into and look sort of normal with his odd shape. I'm gonna find Von Dutch is like a sure. classy Ed Hardy. 
I'm pretty sure that's it's, what I'm talking it's about. It's all in the same family of like tattoo inspired, no, like right. Wall Street. Right. Work, yeah. Which is right. not what he wears. He just really? wears like t shirt, leather jacket, pants, boots. Well, in my head, there was an image of a 70 year old uh, Vin Diesel wearing Von Dutch, and it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, he wears a lot of Henley shirts also. Mm. Right? Breaks up that, that large uh, chest and shoulder area. Yeah. He screen. used to wear Dickies a lot too, but really? he doesn't really wear them anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he used like to wear a collar Dickies mechanic shirt. Yeah, mechanic shirt with the sleeves chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good look. Um, speaking of good looks, do you want to look at some good products and services? That's going on in our lives? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yo, uh, hold on. Before we get to that, um, Jess just fact-checked us. She pulled up a picture of Vin Diesel. Uh, Looks like early 2000s, wearing what looks like a sort of mechanic-style shirt. It literally says Von Dutch on on the right chest. So, confirmed. Okay. Okay. Just great. You got us. You got us. Big time. Shouting it out to you. Man, I, in my mind, that's a Dickie shirt. I'm looking at it now, too. Yeah. In yeah. my head, that's a Dickie shirt. But I guess it's Von Dutch. Right. Fuck me. Um, <clears throat> Sithy shout Do you want to do shout outs? Yes, please. All right. What do you guys want to shout out to this week, Daryl? Um, all right. So uh, my shout out this week... Um, mm-hmm. In all of this quarantine stuff, we're forced to stay at home. We've got like a lot of things that we normally need to get done that we need to find other ways to do. And this week, for the first time, we had to wash our laundry in the bathtub because Ooh. you can't go to the laundromat because it's poison over there. Oh, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> and I just wanted to give a little shout out here to the washing in the washing machine because. You know, the drying machine always seems like it's the one that does the hard work. Like, oh, how do you right. how do you convert sort of soaking wet clothing into something that's hot and ready to wear? It's an unexplained miracle. <laughs> unexplained miracle, truly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the unsung hero of the laundry story is actually the washing machine. Because wow. I had to do, like, a wash... And then like two rinses, and then the then the like to remove these soaking wet things, and my hands and my forearms were like stone dead from all of the squeezing that I had to do in order to get yeah. water out of my clothes. And wow, yeah, do I you just have a to... wash board that you were using. So no, I only thought they used that in cowboy times. I didn't know that was like a thing that I needed to have around. But, we yeah. just swirled it around for like fifteen minutes. I, I performed the I performed the wash cycle you with the my roll arms. of the washing machine. I was, <laughs> in the bathtub. Yeah, it's sort of like treading water. Like you do like the, the foot turbines, but it was my hands. There's water did fucking everywhere. You think everywhere. about like sitting on a chair and putting your feet in and sort of kicking it around. I did that a little bit. Yeah, that's the yeah. next step. I didn't think of that. I'm gonna try that next week. Build up, yeah. build up my quads and thighs, but like. It was murder, and like I could like barely use my hands the next day. It was so difficult to swoosh and to ring and to swoosh and to ring everything around. That I'm trying I just to think need... of something like a household item you could use as a washboard, but I don't even know, man. Right? Do you have any like yeah. like folk revival musician friends? Jeff, <laughs> 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 no? feel like no. Jeff, feel like no. Yeah. So. All right, well, shout out to washing machines, shout y'all. Shout out to washing like machines. Unsung heroes. Miracle. Yep, yeah. that's right. Jess Gray, do you have a shout out you want to give out this week? Yeah, it's pretty predictable. Um, yeah. I got a shout out to the Nintendo Switch. It's pretty great. Yep, um, yep. I had a Game Boy. That's about as, that's about as uh, gaming as my experience has been in my life. Game lifetime. Boy was lit shit back in the day. Game Boy was incredible. I played a lot, played a lot of Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. This is way better than that. Mm. <laughs> okay, all right. That's great. All right. Um, yeah, playing in the morning, playing in the afternoon, playing just in the evenings. Fortnite. Just Fortnite. I was exclusively we Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> we have other games. We have Mario Kart. We have Overcooked. Um, we're debating whether or not we download Animal Crossing. So if anybody has any feedback on that. Yeah. Uh, my thought- sister loves it. You could probably what? play with my sister. 
Probably. You we, know? Did, we did pay for the online uh, with friends capabilities. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she plays a lot of Animal Crossing. She loves... She's the only person I know who has a Switch other than you guys. Mm-hmm. She loved... Um, that Zelda one, Breath of the Wild. I've heard that's good, too. I am interested mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. getting a Zelda game, but I don't know anything about that. I thought you were going to give a shout-out to Fortnite itself. Oh. Because... The game is amazing. The game is really amazing. The main yeah. game is amazing. Not only is it free to play, you can do right. basically everything. The only thing you're paying for is like sweet, sweet character skins. But I think like the micro get those microtransactions. Those microtransactions. <laughs> but I think like the magic of Fortnite is that like you can be really creative in the game. Like because mm-hmm. of like the like the building aspect of it like mm-hmm. when i play that and i compare it to um like PUBG, which i play so somewhat right. regularly like the building of the forts is like a whole like it, its own thing and like that's what makes fortnite special is building your own sort of like protection and i think that right. adds an element to the gameplay that's like not like anything else so I think there's like a creativity aspect to Fortnite, which we're still really exploring, you know, like mm-hmm. we're finding how to make our own little traps and like trick people and sort of navigate the whole like world. And I think that's the funnest part of yeah. Fortnite. I, um, I mean, I play a video game basically once a year. Like I play a whole video game and I always just play uh single player like story driven video game i've mm-hmm. never i've like never choose your been your own adventure kind of thing sorry like choose your own adventure kind of thing it's a role play mm-hmm. game uh, no game. just like i played that god of war game 2 years ago and then i pl- i'm playing like a spider-man that spider-man ps4 game now and like yeah just like fucking triple a titles mm-hmm. that are like strong single player stories mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Um, that's been my video game experience. I just, I fucking hate other people. I mean, (laughs) I just fucking hate them. And I, and like, I literally, like, in video games, like on MM, you know, whatever, like, massive multiplayer online video games, is like the worst version of fucking people. You know, Mm. it's like, it's like people who are very good and like, just give me a hard time and kill me all the time. And, also, teens. There's just like a gajillion <laughs> teens, and I, I I hate people, but like more than anything, yeah. I hate I teens. Mean, I think the beauty with Fortnite is that you don't have to communicate with these people. Like, yeah, people try to shoot you, but like, I've only been playing this game for a week. I won. It's like hard, but you. I think it's. I think they also match. What I've heard is that they also match who you're kind of competing in the like battle royale environment with people who are at the same stats or close to it so you never end up right. like going if i play with my friend for example and like her partner is very 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 good like we get into much more complicated situations than if i play, my, <laughs> play by myself but mm-hmm. i think that like you like you, you don't ever have to communicate with anybody like there's no like we know the world is comprised mostly of morons, but that's this this is not their time to shine. It's just totally anonymized, I feel like. I think it's funny yeah. that you can tell by their in game behavior, like how on top of it they are. And like we are like we're no longer like beginner beginners in this. So we run around and we like see people like doing stupid stuff. <laughs> it's kinda of fun, actually. With like no communication, you just watch what they do yeah. and it's like, oh, you're new at this game. Yeah. I'm going to kill you because it's part of the whole thing. But you like, must be one of the several millions of people that recently purchased a Switch. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Well, uh, Some shout, people out do Switch, suck shout out to on Fortnite. Teams. Mm-hmm. Shout out to both those things. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to those motherfuckers. Um, I want to shout out this week. So I don't normally do this. I know that we try to stay away from media properties and media personalities in shoutouts. Mm-hmm. Specifically because we just talk about media um, a lot on this podcast already. I'm t- I've been watching some Gregory Peck movies. Fucking shit, that dude was awesome. Yeah. 
Um, what have you seen? So we watched uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we watched Moby Dick, the 1956 version. Um, weirdly written by uh, Ray Bradbury. Huh. Interesting. Wrote the script. John Huston... Uh, John Huston directed... Um, we're going to watch Roman Holiday pretty soon. Um, we watched... What else did we watch? Um, we watched Cape Fear, too. So, like, hmm. we're getting on a little peck kick, a little peck, peckathon kind of deal. That dude was basically the greatest actor of all time. Like, well, it's fucking crazy. He was so handsome and so charismatic and had such like an incredible presence on screen. He spends, I can't even tell you this weird thing about To Kill a Mockingbird. He spends basically half the movie with his back to the camera. Like, mm-hmm. I was noticing it when I was watching it. There's so much of this movie where he like turns around and faces away from the camera. And still you're like, fuck. Like, it's incredible. Hmm. I highly suggest anybody out there go watch a bunch of Gregory Peck movies. He was the best. And a super duper shout out to him, for sure. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about, Bloodshot? Have you read any of the comic books? Have not. Yeah. Um, me neither. So. Yeah. Can't, can't really talk about that, huh? <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about um, the Wiggins character, played by Lamorne Morris. What did you think of him? He's the uh, he's the, the other from New Girl. Yeah, the New Girl guy. Yeah. That's that's what right. I thought too. That's I had to look up his name. I was like, I don't know this guy. He's definitely just the New Girl guy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. Basically, I thought he was kind of like the best part of the movie. I concur. He's hilarious. Okay. Um, was it a fake British accent? Or is he yes. one of those Very American well done, actors? Very well done, yes. <laughs> yeah, is he, American, or is, he a, is he a British actor that like fakes an American accent normally? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he is American. Mm-hmm. I think he's American, too. Yeah. Which is mind-boggling. I mean, it was, it was kind of a goofy accent, but I... I, I thought his character Did was you look funny. It up? I'm not looking it up. Are you looking it up? Um, his I'm looking Instagram it up right now. says yeah. that he lives in California. California. Yeah, but everybody lives in California. Right. All the True. movie stars live there. True. You had to live there to film New Girl. <laughs> That's true. That's true. American. He's an American actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that makes sense. From Chicago. But, Good job. Good yeah. job, dude. Uh, yeah, good job. Like, your British accent was fine. It didn't bother me one little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say about it. Didn't but bother I me one little bit. I couldn't figure out if it was fake, so that was... Yeah, I very solid performance. Uh, he was funny, interesting. He, like, drove the story along, which mm-hmm. I always appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, here's the business you need to know to get us to the next scene. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I like his little ad libs too. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people can flub it with ad libs, which Vin yeah. Diesel does constantly. But yeah. you know, his ad libs were nice. They're like a good ad lib is like unexpected, but not um, like offensive. You know, Completely. it's just like it's like just enough where that it'll surprise you, but you can absorb it and you can let it go, and then you're on to the next one, which is yeah. his were excellent and like totally on point. And not too much. Mm-hmm. Not too much. I remember watching Iron Man 3 in the movie theater. Oh, And I yeah. was just like, this is the quippiest bullshit I ever saw <laughs> in my life. Mm-hmm. And some of it didn't even make sense together. <laughs> the quips ruined that movie for me. I mean, a lot of stuff ruined that movie for me. But, like, you know... Like if you get too much into the like quip quip quipping around and trying to like one up each other and joking around and stuff, it's, it's you know you gotta let it go a little bit. Mm-hmm. And to have one character who's like good, he puts his foot into the ring, he throws out a little quip, and then he takes his foot out of the ring. I'm into that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm into that, basically. Yeah. I thought he was very good. And and I thought Ilya Gonzalez did a fine job. Basically. I concur. Yeah. I didn't love her, but I thought she was perfectly fine. She didn't have a whole lot to work with, let's say that. No, nope, she think... didn't have a lot to do. <laughs> right. She didn't have a lot to do. <laughs> do you she think had she to could... like, get sad at, or upset at one point about lying to Vin Diesel. Mm. That's about the... That's about the extent of what she needed to do. Would you watch a movie if she was a lead character? Yeah, I think... I mean, I'd go see it, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got definite, like, charisma, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. I like um, her, too. I would probably watch the movie. Uncertain whether... Yeah, I don't know what kind of movie it would be. It would have to be an offshoot from Hobbs and Shaw, where she plays like a. I fucking cool, love that. Like, yeah, we've talked several times about Hobbs and Shaw, and that like, we want to know what's going on with that like lady cabal that right. they have, you know, um, I that she runs in that movie for one scene. I would love to know. I would love to know, but mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, I think that part was cut out of the movie. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, I think she's like a very interesting looking person, uh, obviously. And I think she's, but she definitely like has charisma and she seems like she can act. Um, I wish she'd been, has been given some stuff more to do than what I've seen her in so far, mm-hmm. basically. And I, I haven't the... gone back and watched any of her other work other than Hobson Shaw and this. Right. right. I think she's like an established Mexican actress, so... I think right. the the break into sort of American movies is happening in front of our eyes. Yeah, which I'm I think is great. Basically, I concur. Yeah, Jess Gray, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Now and forever. Um, well, Jess, it was such a pleasure to have you on this podcast. I'm really glad you could join us. I had um, a blast. I'm, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you sometime next week. Yeah. And, yes, please. Um, Run through the details of that schedule again, shall we? Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> we don't need to get into it right now. So uh, you can find us at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T. That's on Twitter. And um, on Instagram, we are No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. What else do we got, Daryl? Um, um, you send us an email, No One Likes the Tuna Podcast at gmail.com. No one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com and patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast if you want to throw us a buck. Um, we have a couple patrons. They're basically our best friends, um, Fredo and Steph. Yo. And um, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to do this big call in episode for our 100th episode. It's going to come up next week. And um, we're inviting the patrons on the show. So, uh, if you want to get in on that, uh, you know, throw us a buck. See what happens. Uh, okay. Um, that's it. For, oh, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Always a, always a, you know, help. Anything else you got, Daryl? You doing okay? You alive? You well? You healthy? I'm alive. I'm well. I'm healthy. The, the quarantine lifestyle that I have is wonderful. But good movie. Yes. I I would say recommend watching it at home. Don't watch go it too far. once at home. Watch it once at home. I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. Yeah. Just thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down. Okay. Thumbs down. I'd say I'm going to go thumbs middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One. Uh, there are 17 other movies that touch upon a variety of the subjects that we've seen in this movie. Two. Horrible representation of women. Three, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel doesn't have more than two facial expressions, yet is a very mm-hmm. emotionally complex character. So, yet, riddle me that. I just love him. <laughs> and yet, I just I agree with all those things you just said. And yet, I'm still I'm right in the middle. Just right got, in the middle. You got to check out the flower scene. You got to check out the, uh, the just the regeneration of the skin, and then the elevator stuff. I think those scenes in themselves are worth a watch of this movie. You know what I didn't understand, though? Side note for the production set designer. Yeah. I didn't understand 
I didn't understand the use of the red and blue lights because I only learned recently that that is usually mm-hmm. like foreshadowing of like bad cops like or emergency situations to come. And I mm-hmm. felt like when they were in the server room, everything was red and blue. But I don't know that right. it just seemed like a. It didn't seem like uh, it was reflective of a server, and I, I didn't understand the. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't watching that closely, yes, but like, <laughs> I will say, like a, in a lot, just as a sort of caveat, a lot of productions, you know, it doesn't color doesn't necessarily mean need to mean a specific thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I'm not saying it doesn't in this context. I just mean, um, you know. There we do have societal color associations like green being like envy or greed or money or you know something like that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily need to mean that in the context of a film narrative. Mm-hmm. I know I just did a project where there's a lot of green. There's a very specific green that we use to be a connective thread through a family lineage, mm-hmm. right? That we use certain color. Um, points to connect certain characters and certain places together right sometimes color is just a connective tissue Mm. in Mm. production design like that and so the red and blue what you're working i mean you know he there's a lot of very red things and red in this movie is very much vin diesel's sort of character Mm -hmm. you know emblematic of his character the blood is red his like body glows red a lot so it may have been a dynamic of playing his character off of something else, right? Mm. That the blue was coming into. You know, sometimes also people don't think that hard. It's not that these people didn't. I'm not saying, like, I actually thought the production design in this movie was actually pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to mean a thing that, yeah, that has a historical context. It can mean something within the context of the movie, basically. Mm. That's interesting. Thank you. Yeah, oh, you're welcome. Um, and with that, we're going to take off and um, hide in our houses for another <laughs> six months or some shit. I don't know. I hope you all are very safe. I hope you all are giving a big shout out to um, doctors and nurses and um, firefighters and fucking emergency services people uh, because they are cool. They're doing um, the hard stuff. I do on the hard stuff. All right, Daryl. You That's have a, a good wrap. one, my man. Thank you. Till next time. Bye.